Welcome to the Inspired by Her podcast with me, your host, Zoe Richmond. I'm going to be chatting to some of the most inspiring and amazing women in business about all things life, business, money, and mindset. We're going to be sharing our secrets to inspire you on your journey to success. Let's get started. Welcome to the Inspired by Her podcast. I'm your host, Zoe Richmond, and today I have Rebecca from Beautiful Disruptions joining me. Welcome, Rebecca. Thanks so much for having me. I am so thrilled to have you on the podcast today. So can you tell us a bit about yourself? Where are you based and what um, is Beautiful Disruptions all about? Sure. Um, Well, my name is Rebecca Bangura and I'm based in Sydney. Australia. I live here with my husband and our two boys. And my business is a life and career coaching service for professional women to help them achieve the life they dream of. Which is like, that's incredible. So many corporate women out there, I can imagine, like I was one of them, so lost and you, like so needed, exactly what you do is so needed. And how, like, what's your journey to get to where you are? How did you become the founder of Beautiful Disruptions? So, look, for me, it really started, it started about five years ago when I was working sort of in property development and I kept sort of getting promotions and new opportunities. And I realised that I just wasn't satisfied. I would get the next step and achieve the next goal and nothing was really making me happy. And so I started to question myself, am I doing the right thing Um, or, you know, are my expectations wrong? And it really just led me on a bit of a journey of self-discovery. And I started to really question what I was doing and was there something else that I might be better suited to? And I spoke to a lot of people. I did a lot of work on myself. And after a couple of years, I sort of landed on the idea of coaching um, based on a lot of the feedback I'd had and I explored it and I started to um, study in the area and I just found I loved coaching. And so really what I do with women now is a lot of what I've done and been through myself. So that's how I got here. That's quite a story actually. And one interesting thing that I've taken out of that is um, it's okay to pivot your career path. Like I think a lot of people sort of think that, um, you know, I've been to uni and I've done that uni degree and now I have to use it. And it's okay to actually pivot and do something completely different if it makes you excited and happy and fulfilled because let's face it, some, we spend a lot of time working and if we don't love what we do, then what's the point in going to work every day, really? <laughs> Absolutely. And I think um, for many people, especially once you get to a certain level of success within your career, you suddenly wonder what's next. And, and by that stage, you might have been doing something for 10, 15, 20 years and it's completely natural that you might want a change, but it seems so daunting to actually make that pivot. And to think about what else is out there. You know, you've been doing this for a long time and um, yeah, exploring those opportunities is really exciting um, and I love doing it. But you're very fortunate to have found something that you love and that you've been sort of called to do to help other people, which is amazing. But what I really want to know, I love the name of your business. Is there a story behind it? How did you come up with it? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> there is a story behind it. Um, well, there might have been. <laughs> yeah, look, and, and I thought about this for so long, naming my business. And what I decided was I found the growth process that I went through to sort of pivot my career to be really uncomfortable. And it was out of, out of the norm for me. And I was like, it was very personally disruptive. And I kept thinking, it doesn't have to be a hard process. It might be a bit uncomfortable because I think that's where the growth happens is it sort of outside of our comfort zone. But what if it was a beautiful process and something that I could help guide people on the journey? And so it became beautiful disruptions. I love that. I love that. And I love how you acknowledge that it was a bit disruptive. Like, you know, it's not, I guess, not always going to be easy, but it doesn't have to be super hard. And I guess that's why you're there to guide people on the process. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think anything new is daunting for everyone. And um, it's just having the courage to sort of step up and, and give it a go. And having some support around you as well, I think is um, is a huge one. I know in like for me in my journey with my business, having support and um, amazing, incredible women around me has been so helpful in getting that courage. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> but what were you doing before you actually started Beautiful Disruptions? And I know um, you and I were obviously talking beforehand that you still do work in corporate. Um, but yeah, what, what were you doing before you started doing this? Yeah, so um, um, I'm a project manager in the property and construction space. So I've been doing that for about 17 years. And so when I made the decision to um, launch my business, which is oh, about a year ago now, I actually decided to do that when I was on maternity leave. And then I decided late last year to return back to my corporate role um, in a part-time capacity so that I could juggle both. Yeah, which I think is, that's a story a lot of people, that's exactly how I did it. Because you've got that balance, don't you, of um, you need to be making money, obviously, and business doesn't just take off overnight unfortunately as much as we would like it to um you sometimes we do need to to juggle a few things on our plate before we can fully step into into our own work yeah absolutely and I think um particularly being more established in your career certainly the financial considerations are more because you've got a higher income coming in right now because it does give you that flexibility to say okay well you know I can survive on a part-time salary and still live comfortably and it allows sort of you to explore those options. But the other thing um, for me was I didn't want to feel that I was starting my business and having to work with everyone and sort of grovel for work. I wanted to have the opportunity to create a business that really aligned with my values and to serve women who I could serve um who I was best placed to serve. So having that flexibility and not having to worry about the financial side of the business has really given me the opportunity to grow in a way that feels natural and right to me. I love that. That is, you're so fortunate. There's not a lot of um, workplaces that would also be able to offer that flexibility. Like a lot of places are still, you're either all or nothing. They wouldn't um, sort of give you that flexibility to do both. So how fortunate are you to have found somewhere that's going to allow you to do that? and still grow your business at the same time. That's incredible. Yeah, and I I think that's one of the things when we talk about careers and, you know, particular career change is actually thinking about organisations and how they're aligned to your values. Like, is it somewhere that's actually going to support you to be the person 
you want to be both in the short term um, and directly with your career, but also more broadly in the long term? Do they have the same interests as you? Do they value flexibility? Do they do things outside of the work environment that align with who you are? And I think they're really important considerations. And I'm very lucky to have landed a corporate job that does all of those things. That's very interesting that you say that because I um, have worked for a few organisations and I'm going to say not all of them would do that, but that's probably not something that people think about when they um, go for a like when you apply for a job or when you're looking for, for work. It's usually just a case of I need a job, so I'm going to apply for that job. But that's they're really interesting questions to ask yourself before you actually go down that path and start working somewhere. So you're working part-time in a corporate role. You're trying to grow a business. You've got two kids and a husband. How do you manage all of that juggle? How are you keeping sane? Do you have a good support network around you? Because I know that can be super important. I do. I'm very fortunate. I have an amazing support network around me. I've got um, parents and friends and family um, and, and a great husband. So that's, that's always good. Um, but also I'm very disciplined with my time um, and that's been really crucial for me to actually fit everything in. That's a big thing for people. Time management is not my forte. Like I used to think I was very organised and great at managing time. I was always very self-motivated and then I started to run a business and now I've realised that time and I are not friends and we're working on our relationship together. But... <laughs> But I'm not certainly not very disciplined. I am always one of those. I'm I'm dropping a lot of balls at the moment. So I'm um, glad to hear that you're not like that and that you are quite disciplined in. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't say that, Zoe. I would definitely say I dropped some balls too. But I've definitely learned to give myself more grace. Like just things are not perfect in any area of my life, and I'm okay with that yeah. because I do think you just we get so stuck on trying to do everything right and have it all perfect that it stops us making progress. So I now just do the best I can and it's not always perfect. You know, I haven't always got all the washing done. The house isn't, well, my house is never spotless, um, but you know, it's fine and it will, it will do for now. So I really just do the best I can. I, I carve out time for things that I need to do. Um, and I focus on making sure I get the most productive times to do things. So I do try and work on my business first thing in the morning before our little one is up or straight after he goes to bed at night. Um, and I try and give myself a couple of hours to do that. Um, and then I kind of just squeeze it in. <laughs> yeah and that's so important about um before I had kids I my house had to be spotlessly clean and I would get so anxious if it wasn't like that now if someone walked into my house at this very second they would be mortified at how um how much mess is around the place but I'm okay with that because I've got more important things that I need to worry about and making sure that my kids toys are picked up off the floor are not high on my priority list at the moment <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> oh, so I'm hoping you can give us, um, a, share a few tips and tricks with us and a, a few words of wisdom. Um, what would be your best advice for helping women achieve what they want and to help them step up to become who they want to be? Sure. So I think really there's only three things we ever need to achieve 
what we want. And I think that's having a clear vision and then having a deliberate plan and taking the consistent action. So they're the three things. But I think really having a clear vision is often the one we get stuck on because we tend to think that we have a goal and that's enough. But I think we sometimes forget that that goal has to fit within the context of our broader life. So, for example, we might have a career aspiration and we're working towards, you know, a, a promotion there. But if we're not thinking about how that fits into our life holistically, you know, relationships, our health, a whole bunch of things can fall by the wayside. And that's why often we see that, you know, as professional women and women in business, we can achieve a goal and then still feel really, you know, a bit blah, a bit flat about it and wonder why we're not happier. So having that broad context of a goal within a vision of our, for our lives is so critical to, to achieving anything that we want to. Yes. Yeah. And do you um, recommend having more than one goal? Like, do you, um, you know, encourage people to have, say, several goals for certain aspects of their life? Or would you just say, you know, how do you sort of work that? I think, I think it's important to have goals for different areas of your life, but I think it's super important to focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. I've encouraged people to do basically a goal dump. So get down in, on paper, you know, maybe it's a journal you use just for this purpose where you just write down every idea, big or small or crazy, that you want to achieve in your life and just put those goals down. Because once you actually put it down and you know it's in a safe place, you can kind of let it go for a while and you can actually look back at them objectively and say, well, I need to do this goal before I do this one and actually think about it more strategically. And then from there, you know, one of my favourite sayings is simplify your focus to amplify your results. So pick that one goal, go hell for leather on that. And then once you achieve progress there, you can then circle back and incorporate new goals. I love that exercise. I actually um, have been trying to get my husband, I think, um, doing it as a couple. I would really like to do something like that um, as a couple for what we want to achieve, you know, we've got things that we want to do and traveling that we want to achieve. And I think that would be a really useful exercise to do together because I guess, um, having, having individual goals is important, but also having like family and couple goals is probably, um, also like they need to be somewhat aligned as well. So I'm going to try that with my husband and see if I can get him to sit down with me. <laughs> Absolutely. I did a similar process with my husband and it was really interesting. And it was a great opportunity as well for us to, I suppose, articulate what was going on in our own heads and the things that we wanted to achieve personally and how that worked together for us as a couple and for us as a family. So, yeah, I encourage you to do it, Zoe. That's, yeah, um, especially like, say, for example, leaving a job or or something like that. Um, if, If it's in your head and you haven't, communicated that as a particular goal with your husband or your partner how can he support you and and um sort of work with you on making sure that happens or or making financial plans for if one of you is going to leave your job um how's that going to impact on you guys as a family unit so yeah i'm i'm definitely going to do that i think and i know um there's probably other people out there that maybe have goals of their own that um 
they may not have communicated them yet to their other halves. So I encourage you to go out there and do that as well. Yeah. So can you share with us what's the best piece of advice that you've been given? The best piece of advice I've been given? Don't accept criticism from someone who's not achieved your goals. Oh, I like that. Yes. And I guess too, in this day and age, social media and all that kind of stuff, people are so easy to criticize before they even know you or, um, you know, it can be a very um, not nice place sometimes. So that's a really, really important piece of advice for people. I love that. And I think often as well, um, it can also be well-intentioned that people don't necessarily support our goals or our dreams but it's just because it's so far removed from their reality that they just can't quite comprehend it and you know I'll give you an example of this and it's going to sound terrible um but when I decided I was going to launch my business my mum was like but why like why would you do that you have a great job you've worked so hard to get where you're at why would you throw that all away for, you know, a new career and a new dream? And look, she wasn't criticising me, but, and, and, you know, she's certainly been supportive, but she just couldn't understand why I was doing what I was doing. And I had to take a step back and say, well, this is actually coming from a place of love from her, but it's coming out the wrong way because she just She's concerned for me and she's never been on this journey as an entrepreneur herself. So, you know, take the advice from the people that have been on a similar journey um, or are going through something similar. And it comes back to what you were saying before, Zoe, around having a support network of women on the same journey as you has been invaluable to your experiences. Um, so, yeah, just, just be conscious of who whose criticism you take to heart. Yeah, yes, which um, it can be so easy to, um, the second someone says something negative about you or your business to, to want to quit and, and give up then and there. But um, keep doing what you're doing. And like you say, you know, it may be well-meaning, but <laughs> hasn't come out the right way. That's right. Have you got any words of wisdom? Like starting that your own business is not for the faint-hearted. Um, have you got any words of wisdom for anyone out there who is just starting out in running their own business? Yes, absolutely. So I think the biggest thing for me is learning to sit with the discomfort. So I find that whenever I'm on the verge of something big in my business, it's like I almost have a physical meltdown. It's like I just suddenly I'm really grumpy, I'm really... I'm really uncomfortable. I feel like I'm just a bit edgy and I have now learned that that is just, it means I'm on the cusp of doing something important and I would really urge anyone that's feeling that to just push through it. Don't give up. You're not crazy. It's not too hard. It's just the process of growth. So sit with that discomfort because you're about to do something great. I have... Um, um, a coach and a mentor and this last week she said something very very similar um, along those lines and I think that is brilliant advice and we don't like to be uncomfortable like we as 
humans, you, you know, we tend to push those emotions away, but sometimes sitting in them for a little while can actually be the trigger to up leveling and, you know, achieving that big, amazing thing that you are on the verge of achieving. So that is wonderful advice. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, how can people find out more about what you do? Where, where do you hang out online? Where can they find you? Hey, look, probably the best place to find me is on Instagram and my handle is um, at Beautiful Disruptions um, or LinkedIn at Beautiful Disruptions or Rebecca Bangura. Lovely. And I will pop links to all of those in the show notes. But thank you so much for joining me. I've had such a, like you've got so much wisdom to share, Rebecca, so many um, good tips in there. So thank you so much. Oh, it's been a real pleasure to be here. So thank you so much. Um, I love the podcast and um, I love your mission to support women in um, growing their financial freedom. Thank you. I will talk to you very soon. We'll see you later. Bye. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Inspired by Her podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, I would really appreciate it if you subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. And I will see you again next week for another episode.